All right, everybody, this is the web news. Now, weird question, good question, weird UX problem, or is it a problem? We'll discuss that right now. Are apps too easy to use? Mike, what do you think? Okay, so this is my web news. Uh, so I'm going to break it down a little bit. Um, what we've, what we, well, what I've noticed really is the fact that people need to use technology more and more, right? So back when Matt and I were growing up, which wasn't that long ago, we're not that old, but we're a little bit old. Uh, technology was just becoming a big thing, and computers were becoming a big thing, and internet was becoming a big thing, and we kind of had free reign of that, and we had the whole process of it becoming a huge, you know, phenomenon. And our parents weren't like fully wise to the powers of the internet yet. So we kind of, we had to play around with it ourselves. We couldn't ask our parents for help too, too often or pretty much ever. Uh, my dad was a little bit tech savvy actually. So he, he helped a little bit, but I quickly outgrew him on that front uh, and had to kind of fend for myself in the computer space. And that caused me to be able to go in and kind of tinker around, you know, figure stuff out, uh, use Google to all of its limitless and, and terribleness. That, that was that was around at the time um, use all the different search engines really to figure out problems uh, just to be able to do the things that I wanted to do like you know play flash games or um, you know write documents whatever like I, I I had certain tasks that I needed to do I needed to accomplish them and there was a lot of obstacles in the way for me to accomplish them because computers were kind of a gong show back in the day and um, nowadays because of the generation that's growing up and because of uh, the, the people that have already grown up with the computer and industry and, and they, and they know about all the, you know, pitfalls of, uh, all the different technologies and all the different things that happen to them. They know about these. So people that are making the apps are making sure that their apps are dead easy to use because they know the people that are using them are very much limited in their knowledge on how to use a computer. And also the fact that these parents of, uh, these parents have gone through this whole process and know the kind of issues with the internet and the cesspool that, that can be there. They're very scared of allowing their kids uh, to use the internet and technology to the full extent. Like, I don't know of any child of like, you know, anywhere from 10 to, or like eight to like 12 or eight to 15 that's has free reign of the internet on a computer. I don't know of anyone like that right now because there, there's a lot of good reasons for that. But then there's a lot of negative for that because now any problem that they have, they have a kind of a, a filtered system that they have to go through. They can't go in and troubleshoot or they don't because they're not uh, pushed to do that, right? If they have a problem, they'll take it to a shop or they'll ask their parents and their parents are usually tech savvy enough to help them. Um, and really, in my opinion, that's building a really weird culture where the better the UX is, and this is something that Matt brought up, the better the UX is, the kind of lower effort is required by the consumer to be able to pick it up. And therefore, the lower knowledge of the technology that they're using is uh, being developed. So now if any sort of problem comes up, if your you know, Google Drive stops syncing or if your email stops sending, it's immediately a panic or immediately, a, you know, what, I'll switching services or something like that. There's no you know, troubleshooting steps. There's no ways to fix it. There's no, like, there's no logic that can be taken to uh, go in and, you know, actually solve a problem. And this is like, it's, it's like kind of, kind of counterintuitive. As you think, like, all these people are growing up with the internet now. Everyone that's growing up right now has the internet. So they should be way better than us 
at using the technology. They should know the ins and outs because that's like they started with it. We only got the internet like well for me, I only got the internet when I was a little bit older, like you know eight, nine, ten. Um, everyone's now growing up with it, but really they're they're having a very limited use of that. So they weren't able to experience the idea of having to hack stuff together and figure stuff out on their own. So now they're just using apps like TikTok and TikTok's the best example of like dumb UX. And I mean like really good UX, but it's like really, really dumbed down. You open the application and it literally starts playing. Like you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to sign in technically. It just starts playing the video and then you just swipe up and it keeps playing the next video or it just goes on to the next video. You don't have to do anything. And that, like, obviously is great UX for, for, for the company because now they're getting more and more people watching videos. There is no barrier to entry. With TikTok, there is no barrier to entry. You open the application and you just sit there and look at the phone. It'll play videos forever. Um, whereas with something like Instagram, it's a little bit more of a barrier. And even then, it's really simple. Uh, with YouTube, again, it's a little bit more of a barrier. It's a little bit more complicated and so on. So there's this evolution that's going towards zero effort UX. So you open the application and it's going to write the to-do list for you. You open up like a word processor and it's going to start writing the essay for you. Like that's how I, that's where I think it's going to go. Like honestly, because like it's going to be able to read using AI what the, what the assignment is. And I'm just saying in a school, in a school setting, and it's going to be able to write an AI driven essay for you. Like that's legitimately a thing that could probably happen pretty soon. Uh, And then you just have to go in and edit it or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's a weird place that we're at where the UX of something becoming better is now driving down the people from learning the technology. Yeah, like uh, like Mike and I, like he said, he, we grew up we grew up and we saw sort of the rise from analog to digital. So from like VHS tapes and stuff like that, CDs, whatever, um, which are you know some of it's still commonly used, but uh, CDs and stuff like that to digital and then eventually through internet digital distribution itself and so like we saw the rise of that and um back then you know you were kind of left to your own devices like of course you know we didn't know there were like like vhs players were pretty well like the zero ux like or as easy as they could possibly get and they were like vhs player fixers like people could come into your house and like fix them for you and stuff um stuff like that but you know, obviously like beyond that type of thing. Now everything is just at your fingertips and there's no analog part. So, you know, if your if your VHS player was screwing up, the first thing you would do is check if it's jammed. Then you would like check if the VHS is okay. Is the tape broken? Then you would check if the powers and that type of thing. Nowadays, it's like, it's not really that at all. Nowadays, it's like, like Mike said, you open up TikTok and that's it. Like you, your hardest thing you have to do is create an account for things, you know, make an email, whatever. And that's kind of it. And then everything is just sort of at your fingertips and you might forget how to use, you know, you might even forget how, like where to, where to create a Gmail account or something. Cause you just don't even think about it anymore. Once you've created it and you've logged in and the hardest thing around is the, is the accounts, you know, after you've made the account, making the accounts, hardest thing, second hardest thing, probably logging in, remembering your password. That's probably the hardest things. And, and like, like even phones now, like phones are getting to the point where the power button used to be, and it still is for a lot of you probably used to hold down the power button and the power menu would show up. Now digital assistants are showing up because phones are getting so good that they're not really crashing all that much. 
And so these sort of what I would call technician tools are going away uh, or consumer technician tools. So things like restarting things are starting to go is starting to go away. You know, that that's probably you probably think I'm crazy, but that is starting to go away. Why else would you why else would you take that functionality away from being so instant with the power button um, to put a virtual assistant? Now, sure, you know, on this iPhone, I can hold I think it's the up. I think it's an iPhone 11. So it's I can hold the up uh, volume and the power button to get that menu to show up. But like that's an extra UX step. Like, why isn't there just another button? Why didn't they add like a Bixby button or like in this case, a Siri button? Right? Why didn't they add another button? Because they know that people really aren't restarting their phones all that much. Uh, most things are. Rest- I have uh, smart displays. They restart themselves every day by themselves. Um, I might my phone restarts itself uh, every couple of nights or something like that. Whenever I'm not using it, it restarts itself to keep itself in working order and that type of thing. Computers they restart themselves. Uh, they restart themselves when there's updates and stuff like that, depending on your settings. You know, we're getting to the point where we're not like we're not we're losing that sort of consumer consumer um uh troubleshooting area where you know unplugging and plugging back in is basically all you can do and that's it like there's a lot of electronics there out there now where if it's broken then it's just broken and it has to be replaced uh, and and you know that you know you can say that's unfortunate whatever due to e-waste but the but you know the thing we're focusing on today is is ux and and people People who are growing up with tech are getting into this sort of zero or very low um, tech savvy UX. You know, they they certainly use they certainly use phones well better because they're comfortable with them than than like, let's say uh, their grandparents. Right. Because the grandparents probably didn't grow up with them. Right. Uh, Or didn't grow up with them in most cases. Um, But the thing is, is like. You know, realistically, uh, like that kid, if the grandpa, like or the grandpa, grandpa or grandma, whatever, call and say, hey, like, uh, I need help. And the grand, the grand person, the grandson, whatever the hell it is, comes over and says, like, hey, I need to look at uh, I need to look at your phone. And if they click iCloud sync and it doesn't sync, like they're screwed. See, people like myself and Mike. Now, yes, we're in tech, so we have a bit of this. But, you know, we would check the internet connection. We'd check this and that and this and that and this and that to check that. Um, but at the end of the day, we are at the mercy of that iCloud button at the at the end. We're at the mercy of iOS. We're at the mercy of that. Um, and so there is like sort of that element that goes to Apple, you know, kind of thing. But people now, because of this sort of lower uh, intro level UX, they really aren't aware of what's happening. I have friends that don't know what Wi-Fi is. I have friends that do not know what Wi-Fi is. They use it. They know that it gives them internet. They don't know what Wi-Fi is. And and that is like concerning. You know, like uh, they do not get it. They do not know. And I've I've had conversations with people where they complain about their Wi-Fi and they say, what are you using? For 2.4 gig, 5.4 or 5 gigahertz network. They don't know. They don't know. They don't understand, like, whatever. They'll just be like, oh, I'll just call my ISP. Like, they don't know. And I'll say to them, like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm streaming. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And, like, sounds like the router that your ISP gave you that was included is probably not powerful enough. You need a better one. And they'll be like, no, like, this is like a Bell problem or a Rogers problem. They're offloading it to, in that iPhone scenario like I laid out, they're offloading it to Apple. And so the grand, the grandson and the granddaughter right? Whatever that used to be, um, that used to be 
the tech expert is now no longer really the tech expert. Yep. That the grant like the they're now a person that is familiar with tech more than more than their uh, their grandparents, but they are not able they are not able to do anything more than click that iCloud button. Like they might know to go and click iCloud, but that is it. They don't know where to look. Mike and I would go and look at network stacks and check check interfaces and check the internet and check the speeds and check all this. They don't know. They have no idea what's going on. And even at a high level, you know, I get it. Like, you know, port forwarding, let's say port forwarding is something consumers often semi often need to do. And it, and it is semi advanced. So maybe you need someone from like geek squad or something to come and do it for you, whatever, who an it guy, whatever, whatever service you have. That's like a semi-advanced consumer thing. But people do not understand Wi-Fi. Like I have I have a friend that I have a friend that like is into computers, went to school for computers, and he does not understand how to improve his Wi-Fi. Like this is not good. Like now now I I'm saying it's not good from the perspective of, you know, coming from like, you know, we're higher level tech guys. Of course we know what the hell is going on. Now the thing is, the thing is, is and, and, and I've said this for years is I remember because we saw analog to digital rise because, because we saw analog to digital rise, we saw, um, what would I say? We saw the, how things came, came to be like, Oh, what's this thing? Oh, it's, you know, it's the, it's our router. Okay. Everything's wired to it. Then a couple years later, what's this thing? What's this thing sticking out of it? That's an antenna, you know? Oh, it's, you know, wireless internet. We saw the rise of it. So we kind of get it. Like, even if you're not really techie, you know, your experience may vary. But like, in general, you saw the rise of it and you understand, like people don't understand how Netflix works at a high level. Like a consumer should understand this is streaming from the Internet and it's, you know, data stored on a server. And it's like you don't need to understand the load balancing and all that crap. Of course not. But like you should understand generally what's going on. And and this is why this is why uh, and this is how and why this is one of the issues that we're going to have is tech uh, settings menus and all that stuff. Like people who are techie, sometimes they just, they know what's wrong. They'll be like, you know, this web app is screwing up. I just need to reset this one number on my account, but I can't do it. And it's because most people wouldn't even know to look for that. And they would just call support. Or I'd be like, man, is the connection status? Okay. Like, why isn't there a status indicator? Because people aren't going to look for it. Like, so now the people that are slightly tech savvy that would save a company, a ticket, aren't even getting the information they need. Like I would be like, is this connecting to this? Like what's going on here? And a lot of the time, I can't even check that. I have to call that company and have them handle it. And then you had to wait like two days or whatever it is for the for the tech for the for the for the IT. And here's a, and here's another thing too as well is because we saw again the rise of analog to digital. One of the big things, big concerns was um, you know my generation was and like obviously they jumped the gun a bit, but my generation, like my parents' generation, was like warning my generation that. Uh, oh my God, like automation is going to kill us all. Like automation is just going to like kill all the jobs. It's going to be horrible, whatever. Now, whether you agree with that, disagree with that, I don't care. The point of the matter is, you know, I'm an adult now and I can still work. There's still a lot of jobs around. So it isn't as bad as they were saying. Now, I'm not going to get into that. But the reason why I mentioned that is because, is because people said to me when I got into computers, they said like, well, computers, getting into computers is great now, but in five years, like computers are just going to like work themselves. And like, like no one's going to need an IT guy. No one's going to need anyone. No one's going to need any help. Everyone's just going to know how to use it. 
And I even said back then, when this was when iCloud was brand new, I said, everyone thinks they're an expert now because all their pictures go to their MacBook and their iPhone. But if they click use iCloud and it says sync failed, they're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think in, another another like uh, potential issue that could happen is making UX easier and easier and dumber and dumber um, will bring it to the point where, hey, you know, a, an engineer might come and be like, hey, we really need to add this really cool feature uh, to this application. It'll require the user to press a button and that'll be the end of it. It'll be like users can't press buttons. Like I think our UX is going to get to the point where Nothing can be like interacted with on the screen because that's too much load on on the consumer, and I'm afraid of that because that's going to stifle innovation. That's going to stifle the market. And if everyone's going for the mass appeal application, that's got to you know appeal to every single person. They're going to create it so that all their their entire application can be used by them, and therefore they're going to purposely remove features that might be really helpful to the regular user or to the, the the power user because it's something that could confuse the regular consumers due to their dumbification of uh, of ux like honestly like i haven't you i didn't use tiktok before until like a couple of weeks ago when you when you mentioned it and it's unbelievable how like just mind-numbing it is it's scary like that application is scary because of how many people are using it and how many people love it. And I understand that I understand the appeal because it's so simple and easy and like gives you exactly what you want. There's a lot of there's a lot of technology behind it, right? There's a oh, lot yeah. of there's a lot of AI technology behind it, a lot of smart people that wrote a lot of this uh a lot of the recommendation engine stuff. But for the general consumer, like I feel like it's a legit argument for it's making people dumber. <laughs> Well, take no, but take a look at take a look at um in terms of UX making people dumber. I, I yes, assume you mean yeah, like that, in terms that's of tech, I mean. yeah, tech obviously you yeah UX not like actual content. Um, but like, or, but like the thing is too is like, uh, take a look at Facebook. Facebook is um sort of the surviving Gen One ish. Uh, obviously has gone through several iterations. Uh, social media network. One of the biggest the biggest one uh is MySpace. Um, the, the biggest gen one that's still technically alive, I think is MySpace. Um, but like the one that made it through those intro days, like Facebook kind of killed MySpace in my, in my opinion. Um, it, it, there's no opinion there. If I, well, I, I didn't look into it much. Like, I don't know what, cause I know I can, it was Friendster and other people too. I can but. guarantee you that Facebook has fully killed MySpace. MySpace is nothing of what it used to be. Like there's yeah, so like, literally so like it's MySpace, two different applications. Yeah. So like my, MySpace is like a gen one social media network that like, isn't doing great. Facebook is one that like stayed mainstream and and is a save and is a surviving Gen One ish, maybe one point five if you will, uh, social media network. Look at how much more control it has. Like look at or, like right in your face. Like yeah, you can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Sure, but there's likes, there's shares, there's like all this other stuff, and that is available on TikTok, but it's off to the side. Yeah. In, in Facebook, it's more in your face. And if you go into the settings menu of Facebook, good, good freaking luck. There's settings all over the damn place. They're everywhere. Like the last time I checked, which was a few years ago, it was all over the damn place because there's tons of settings. It's and still so, there and it's only going to it's only going to start going away, in my opinion, because they're seeing the success of TikTok and they're going to start moving it to that direction. Where well, you, we see that with we see that with Facebook Watch. Facebook Watch is where their videos come from, their video platform. And when you're on when you're on Facebook and you click on a video and it goes full screen and then it just keeps playing videos, like plays a video, then plays another one, then plays another one, without you even scrolling, it keeps doing that. 
And the reason why autoplay is so desirable by some people, um, although I'm not one of them, is like it's because it's that simplicity. Like they go to Facebook to see videos. There's a reason why Netflix tries to pigeonhole you now. So, for example, you click on a show, you want to read the description. If you stay on that page for too long, it just starts playing. I hate that, by the way. But like that is because people are indecisive or people are like, they click on that show and they're like, okay, cool. They don't even want to press play. Now, I want to be clear here is like we're trying – it sounds like we're being super negative and it, and it isn't. Like this is the natural, in my opinion, evolution of UX. Mm-hmm. Like UX is supposed to make things easier. Like I'm not just going to add a settings cog just for the sake of having a settings cog, right? I'm not going to add a complex thing for the, for the sake of having a complex thing. But in terms of people when they're tech savviness, if they're trying to be more tech savvy, it's a problem. It is a problem. You know, Mike and I deal with you know, a complex issue for some people would be like, I don't know what format video comes in. Whereas like Mike and I will like, you know, kind of be like, oh, like we have all these audio formats, all these video formats. And like, you know, we'll maybe we'll make a video in this one or like whatever. Or like, hey, this one isn't uploading. Why is that? All the processing's messed up. Like we have that like inquisitive mind. Whereas like there's people that don't even know where to go with that. And 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 the the bar, you know how like there's like the bar. So it's like. We're in tech. There's a bar there where we say, you know, if we talk about this, the general public isn't going to get it. Only tech guys are going to get this. That bar is being pushed back. That bar is being pushed back towards us. Like it's getting to the point where it's like you talk about something and the people are like, what? And I'll be like, what channel is your Wi-Fi on? What? What do you mean? And I'll be like, "Your what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Or like, what's your password for your Wi-Fi? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? And I've had I've had I've had talks with customers. This is a real thing where I go to them and I say, what's your email password? I don't know. And I'm like, oh, did you forget it? They're like, well, what password would that be? What do you mean? What password would that be? It's your email password. It's how you log in. They're so used to having Outlook, mail, um, like their their phone, uh, whatever it is already signed in. They don't even like this is what I mean about this account thing. They don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. I've had people not know what an email password is. That's real. That happened. So now when I say I pay a company to deal with my passwords, like I have a password manager, I pay for the premium account, I do all this stuff, whatever. When I say that, people are like, what? Like, why, why do you need to manage your passwords? Because the fuck, the, the browser does it for them now. They just press save. They don't know what the hell's going on. They just press save. They just save all their autofill. They don't even, they don't even look. They don't even look. Sometimes they don't even know that a password was being generated because like Google will yeah. auto auto generate a password for, yeah. for you and drop and, it down. Like And like that's really cool. That's great. That's yes. that, that, that's great. That's great. But the thing is, like for people like us, we're professionals, we have a lot of accounts, we need to manage it ourselves, we have to have that manual control. Yes, that still exists. Yes, you can still do it. No one's stopping us, that's fine. But and, and it's really great for the consumer, especially people who are not very tech savvy, of which there are now more increasingly more people that are not tech savvy, etc. That's fine. But like there's just there's just like a little bit of concern there because it's sort of like getting to the point where like I've at, I've asked people to enter in links and they wouldn't do it. They don't know what that means. Like enter in a link. What do you mean? What do you what like what do you mean? Like go to www do what? Yep. What? Like what do you, like what are you talking about? Like how do you think people got here? They just open up they just open up the browser, probably Google Chrome, Google shows up. They just type in, type in what they want, and then it just shows up, and they click the button. They don't know that that's a website. Some people don't know that. We're at that point. UX has, like, stripped us of our, like, the basics of being like, that is an antenna. It does Wi-Fi. Now, 
I want to one final closing point because I do have to take off here. This has led to a lot of great things. You know, like I have friends that are overly equipped and they have Wi-Fi hotspots and freaking access points and firewalls and all this crap. And I'm a person that, you know, technically you would think it would have that, but I'm not one of those. I buy a really nice high-end consumer grade router and I just don't care because I want the simplicity, but I also want the control. So I buy like an enthusiast grade router, right? Enthusiast grade, I got the control. I got the simplicity. It's all right there. Hooray. I can control it. I can just use predefined profiles. I can do whatever I want. And that's what I want. Okay. So the rise of better UX has led to this middle ground where personally that's where I sit because I don't want to manage it. Like some stuff, you don't want to keep reinventing the wheels. I don't want to keep managing stuff. Fine. That's fine. But it is incredible to me how many people don't even do that. It's just the ISP. I remember I was shocked and I was, oh, it took me a while to get internet, my internet off of DSL. I was shocked when people were like, oh, my, my ISP just gives me an internet, like a modem router combo. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, they just, they just do it. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Because I was used to them giving me a modem that would work with their system. And then I'd plug in the modem and then I have to choose my own router and configure my own router and do all that. And that was like the easy way to do it back then. That was how we did it. Yeah. They don't even That's give you an still option do anymore. They don't even give you an option anymore because they won't let you access their internet without their router modem con- con- uh, combo, and they won't even let you disable their routing. I know That's been, bizarre. I mean, Bell, at least Bell my ISP right let now. me. Yeah, because I, 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 I did call like, well, that, that's a really good point, actually, is because I told my ISP, they were here, they're like a new ISP, they were setting the thing up, and they said, this is a modem router combo, and I said, well, I, bought, I have a $500 router, so I said, I want to use my router. And they said, okay, they're like, well, for what? Like, just simplicity's sake, they're like, what do you, like, for what? And I was like, well, I, I do port forwarding, I do all this stuff, I do all this network access stuff, I need to change that stuff on the fly. And the guy said, he's like, we're not, we don't want to deal with that. <laughs> he's like, we don't want to deal with that. He's like, absolutely. He's like, just call our tech department, they'll set it up, and then you can use your own router. Because, like, people, like, like they, they expected people to call and, like, do port forwarding, and they would do it for them. Like, they'd be like, I want to, my Xbox you know, it has a bad NAT, it has a strict NAT. I want to have an open NAT. Oh, okay. This, they, and they, like, I mean, I've never done this, but like, they would probably do it for you. Be like, okay, go to the Xbox setting screen and tell me this number. Tell me this number. It's the Mac address. Okay. Set up the static IP. I did that for you. Now we got to set up port forwarding. They would probably do that for you now. I, I just do it. Like, it's just something where I'm like, oh, I need a port forwarding. I just, I just do it. Like, it's not even, it's not even a thought of like, call like call somebody for port forwarding. Anyway, it's crazy. UX is weird and it's gone on for so long that now it's even weirder. <laughs> so that's my, that's my two cents. Um, yeah, I, I know you have to leave, so I'm, I'm not going to add too much to it. I think you've said, you've said everything, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's a strange world that we're going to. I think that's the thing is like right now, yeah, everything seems to be normal, but I feel like it's, it might spiral out of control to the point where people don't know what's going on. And, and that's great for people who are in tech because you're going to have tons of jobs. Potentially, yes. That's very true. So that's why it's not a complaint. It's just an observation. Yes. Uh, but that concludes uh, that concludes this web news. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you want to support the web news and or the show, please consider 
uh, helping us out on Patreon. We got a couple of tiers on there, so please give that a go. Available on Patreon.com/slash/HTMLTheThings. And many thanks to our three-dollar tier patrons: Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript on YouTube.com/slash/RabbitWorks JavaScript, Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design on LocalPathComputing.com, Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital on BlueBlackDigital.com, Chris from Self-Made Web Designer on SelfMadeWebDesigner.com, Tim from The Web Hacker on TheWebHacker.com, DL Ford from DLFord.io, Bib Hashdash from Nine Block Media on NineBlockMedia.com, and Jason from Geek Life Radio via Geek Life Radio. Com. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you're listening to this on. And we are signing off.